Do you know what time it is? It's time for the Workforce Show, where you will learn the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM. I'm Jennifer Taylor, Vice President of U.S. Jobs at the Consumer Technology Association, the U.S. Trade Association based in Arlington, Virginia, which represents more than 2,200 consumer tech companies nationwide and owns and produces CES, the world's largest, most influential tech event. I am delighted to be a host on the Workforce Show today, talking with industry leaders about the future of work. Joining me today is Sarah Decker, the Director of Federal Government Affairs at Walmart, where she handles all energy, transportation, and commerce policy issues. Sarah is well attuned to how Walmart is investing in training and reskilling its associates so that they have in-demand skills as well as how Walmart is using emerging technology like virtual reality to train their associates across the country. So hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Workforce Show today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here this morning. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to have this conversation with you because, you know, Walmart is is always thought of as, you know, the largest brick-and-mortar retailer. But today we're going to have a great conversation about how Walmart is really a tech company. Not only can shoppers come into the stores to buy the products that they need and want, uh, but they can also shop online. And uh, we're also going to have a conversation about how how Walmart is using uh, virtual reality, how Walmart is using virtual reality to train its um, associates. So before we jump into that, though, let me, I always like to ask my guests, why did you choose to have a career in public policy at Walmart? And, um, and why uh, why is that of, in- of interest to you? Sure. Well, I think I'd have to go all the way back to when I was a high school student applying for college. And um, I had very strong verbal and mathematical skills. And at some point, my mother shipped me downtown to Georgia Tech. And I sat down with a professor named Richard Bark. And he kind of sold me on the concept of public policy blending both of those skills. So um It sort of was a haphazard way to get into the field, but it turned out that it was something I'm very passionate about, and I've been in the public policy world for over a decade now. So, You know, I really appreciate you sharing that story because so many people don't realize that having, you know, skills in in math and critical thinking and whatnot um, can also lead to jobs like yours, like uh, working in public policy. You need to be extremely knowledgeable on these key issues, that, whether it relates to economics or transportation um, or energy like like you're working on. So those uh, skills are transferable into um, other careers that are beyond uh, engineering <laughs> and whatnot, which is good news um, for many. So let's talk a little bit about Walmart. Tell me how Walmart touches Americans' lives. I've always been so fascinated with how close Walmart is to most Americans. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned it's one of the largest brick and mortar uh, retailers in the country. I think a lot of people may not recognize, but it's also one of the largest, pri- it's the largest private employer in the country at a little bit over 1.4 million associates. Um, as far as its reach into the United States population, 
I was shocked when I joined the company to learn that we have a Walmart within 10 miles of 90% of the population. That's amazing. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And when you think about, you know, retail, I think is really evolving into people shopping when they want for what they want and how they want to get it. And um, that's really turned into a blend of online shopping and also shopping at our stores. And we're really working to capitalize on our real estate footprint to create different options for different families or different customers and um, in doing so different ways to train our employees and get them different skill sets to really capture this new market and this new development mm-hmm. in retail. Yeah, that um, that's really, really fantastic. I mean, I've, I've noticed that since Walmart um, engages and is so close to most of um, Americans um, that you're also offering other services besides just retail, but in areas of banking and, and, you know, healthcare services as well. So, you know, Walmart very much is a part of our uh, American landscape today. Yeah, and, and I, I think we very much view ourselves as community members. Yes not just a retailer. Yes. And I do notice when I go into Walmarts across the country that um, there's always an area that um, of, of products that are of like the local teams, whether they're colleges or the, you know, the professional sports. So you do feel like you're a little bit at home when yeah, you walk into absolutely. Uh, Walmarts across the country in different regions. All right, Sarah, let's jump into how Walmart is training its associates and how they're using technology. Um, And that this is very much a part of the future of work. And, and, you know, we're training, companies are training and investing in their employees in new and different ways. It's not just, you know, sitting at a lecture and, um, you know, looking at a PowerPoint. Uh, We're seeing companies use more engaging type of tools like virtual reality. How do you define what virtual reality is? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a tough question a little bit, but um, essentially it would be taking a physical environment and putting it within technology so that you don't require the physicality to have the experience. So the way that we do that is through Oculus, um, a company that provides headsets where we can create different modules of training sessions for our employees. Um I don't know how much deeper you want me to go into that, but so I um, actually had the benefit of trying. Yeah, I was going to ask one if you... of your VR headsets, and it was really cool. So your one of your associates put this VR training headset on me, and I was able to visualize what they call the wet wall. So it was all of the groceries. Um, I'm sorry, all of the produce yep. that was on a wall, and. I felt like I was literally in my local Walmart and I had to identify 20 things that were wrong on the wet wall, whether it was empty spaces, um, inaccurate tags in terms of pricing, um, items that were overstocked, like if there was, you know, too much lettuce, you know, hanging over the shelves. And I had to identify all those. And some of them were easy and some of them were tough. And so what I learned from that is when you're in an environment, when you're immersed in it, um, it helps you learn and recognize things so that if you encounter that in the future, your brain has already processed it and will make it a little easier for you to recognize what needs to be addressed. That's what I, how I yeah. walked away from and, it. And we're actually seeing that translate into our testing as well for associates have, who have used the Oculus technology to train. We're seeing 
5 to 10% higher training test scores from them. Oh, that's great. And not only just from those associates, but the associates watching them go through the training oh. as well, sort of the peripheral effect on their testing scores. And I think it really allows us to um, present the associates with situations that we may not necessarily want to recreate in the store. Um, we want the customer's experience to always be a pleasant one, not with too much lettuce hanging over the shelf, right. for example. So it gives us that opportunity to give them sort of hands-on experience without actually creating the situation physically. So Got it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, do your associates like this type of training? I mean, personally, I would prefer to have training like that than just sitting and staring at a PowerPoint presentation and a lecture all day? I mean, do they give you feedback about about this virtual reality training? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think everybody learns a little bit differently, but our indications are people are really enjoying it and even lining up to try the technology at the stores um, where we first rolled it out. We now have it at all of our stores, I think over 17,000 headsets um, and are able to deploy that with the over 1 million associates that are out in the field for us. So That's awesome. One other thing that I um, saw when I uh, tested out your VR and Oculus sets was that uh, you're using virtual reality to also train your associates some soft skills. So how to be empathetic to customers, uh, regardless of their age, their background, um, and how they interact with you. So there was one module that... Um, really uh, intrigued me. And it was training associates how to respond to someone who may show up with a bag of coins, and that's how they're going to pay for their transaction. So to be empathetic, to be patient, and not, you know, roll your eyes and say, oh, goodness, I'm going to be here for, you know, five minutes counting change, um, but to be empathetic to the situation. And like you said, when you are learning these and seeing these in advance of you know, the real situation, uh, you're better prepared to handle them. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, at Walmart, every customer is number one for us. And we certainly want to show respect to all customers so that they keep coming back to shop at Walmart. You're listening to The Future of Work, brought to you by The Workforce Show on WERA 96.7 FM. You can find more episodes on SoundCloud, MixCloud, and iTunes. So, Sarah, tell me a little bit about the Walmart Academies. Uh, where are they and why did you create these academies? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think um, sort of starting with the why, we are the largest private employer in the United States. And I think um, through the series of interviews you'll be doing on this show, we all are recognizing that the future of work is changing. And we believe as a company that we have a role to play in making sure that our associates uh, not only have the opportunity to move up, within our company, but perhaps up within the retail industry generally, whether that means training to be a manager or training them to deal with these different technologies we're rolling out to give the customer a unique experience. So that's really why it started. And right now, I think we're at about 200 academies across the country um, that over, I don't know how many associates exactly we have had go through that system, but it's been wildly successful and, and in fact, something that we've expanded upon as well. Mm, that's terrific. I think it's so important for companies to invest in their um, their, their workers. Uh, we are in a situation where we have such a tight labor market, you know, record unemployment of under 4% in our country. We haven't seen this in over um, 50 years. 
And at the same time, we have 7 million open jobs. Um, so it's really important for companies like Walmart to invest in the workers they have, to give them the skills they need, whether it's in retail, whether it's in logistics, whether it is in computer uh, programming or software engineering, because as I as I've seen, Walmart is expanding its, you know, um, online shopping experience and and home delivery and and you know grocery pickups at the store and and all of that requires, um, you know, computer software engineers and 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 whatnot to de- deliver on that. So I it's really nice to see Walmart investing in its its uh, associates to give them opportunities for those different careers. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the academies are specifically focused on business and supply chain development as core skills to the retail industry. And what I think is really most exciting about them is some of the time that you spend at the academy actually can count towards college credit um, through one of our partners at Guild. So it's not only time spent in furthering your career within the company, but it's also furthering your education and sort of getting you to that degree maybe that you're seeking. That's awesome. So um, I have read about Walmart's $1 a day tuition program. I think you rolled that out about a year ago. How's it going? And can you tell our listeners about it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Any associate full-time or or hourly or salaried is eligible to participate in the program. It's, as the title says, a dollar a day for you to get a college degree with the partner universities that we work with. Um, those three universities would be the University of Florida, Brandman University in California, and then also Bellevue University in Nebraska. Um, as you mentioned, just sort of rolled it out last year and sort of getting a sense of how many associates are interested in it. But I think it's obviously a great opportunity, again, not only for them to upskill and promote their career either within the company or within the industry, but also to do it without debt, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the other big problems facing the workforce today is incurring all of that college debt and a dollar a day with Walmart not only gets you tuition assistance, but it also pays for your books and sort of any other extraneous costs that you're facing when you're going to school. So a very excited program that we're excited to roll out and have and um, we'll see where it takes us. So that's that's incredible. Um, I just read in the Wall Street Journal yesterday in an article about workforce that um, you know tuition reimbursement, if you will, or tuition benefits um, within a company really shouldn't be just perceived as a benefit, but more as an as a, an apprentice. Ship. It's it's this company, your company, Walmart, and others are giving their employees the opportunity to earn a living, but also learn and learn new skills and and acquire um, certificates or degrees, whether they're two years or four years, and and really should be taken advantage of because the cost of of continuing education has become just so so expensive. So. Um, employees should really take advantage of these if 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 they if they are able to. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I had college for a dollar yeah. a day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So Sarah, last month I went down to Bentonville, Arkansas, your headquarters, and um, you all hosted this amazing event called America at Work. And I learned about uh, this research study that Walmart did with uh, McKinsey. 
And you all, from what I understand, you know, you researched every county across the United States, and you looked at different factors, like what type of businesses are there, what the population landscape looks like, what the education system looks like. And from that, you created a roadmap for communities based on their local dynamics, their regional dynamics of how to be resilient and respond to the rapid technology changes that are happening so that they can be prepared for the future of work, so that their um, local residents um, can adapt to all this rapid technology and 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 be uh, ready for the, for the jobs of the future. So, what what insights um, can you share about this research report that Walmart conducted? Yeah, um, thank you for the question. I think that one of the most exciting things about this report is sort of the granularity of which it goes into these communities. So, I think the future of work um, and how it impacts communities across the country is a is a popular topic that's often spoken about. However, getting it all the way down to the county level really provided some unique insights. Um, probably the, the main being that every community is a little bit different. And I think what we found is there were sort of eight broad categories of different types of communities. And based on the characteristics of those eight categories, they had different needs for their workforce. And so it really gives policymakers a map to think about not just taking broad policy measures and applying it to their communities in hopes of being successful, but picking those policy measures that really are targeted towards the issues that they're, the specific issues that those communities they're working to address have. So, you know, I'd encourage folks to go out and, and read through the report. Um, I think we're very interested to hear from people how they'd like to use it going forward, but it's a great work product that I think provides some really interesting insights to the workforce across the country. Yeah, and this report is really easy to read. Um, you know, some key takeaways that I took from it, um, like you said, you looked at all the different uh, counties, and there's over 3,000 in the country, and you clustered them into different archetypes, um, and they have different names like... Um, the rural service hubs or urban centers or distressed America. Um, and you can really take a look at what those communities look like. Um, and then in addition to that, you made recommendations on how, how counties and regions and cities can be resilient and adapt to um, all the technology changes and advancements that we're seeing um, you know, how to collaborate with local universities, how to work with local workforce boards, how to leverage the um, the local government. And it's really, really very impressive. And, um, and I highly recommend if anybody's interested in looking at their own area or county um, uh, to take a look at the report. Yeah. And um, thank you for highlighting it, sort of taking the conversation full circle and back to where we started. We view ourselves as community members. And this is only just one additional way in which we're trying to be thoughtful in understanding the communities that we're in so that as we move forward as a business, we can be a partner in really lifting those communities up. That's that's a great summary. That's definitely a takeaway that I had after visiting Bentonville, um, seeing Walmart's commitment to every community that they serve to help help them prepare workers for the future. Um, here's my last question for you, Sarah, and it's kind of a big one. But how do you define the future of work? I mean, that's that's kind of a broad question. But how do you 
how do you, what does it look like to you? Oh man, that is a really tough question. (laughs) I, I would imagine it looks different to everybody. I think one thing that really is driving this conversation though is how technology is really changing work. Um, in a lot of different ways. You know, we've talked about VR and the Oculus sets that allow us to provide better training. That's a positive benefit that technology is providing to us. We also use apps in the store for our associates right. so that they can better serve the customer and, and really know the store and, and look product location so they can immediately assist a customer in need. Um, you know, I think autonomy is an issue that certainly comes up as well. And I don't think it's something we need to be afraid of, but it is something we need to be thoughtful about. So I don't know if I have a great definition for the future of work, but I think there's no doubt that technology is really driving a lot of these changes. And um, it's something we should be excited about and embrace. I think that is so well said. Absolutely. Um, The future of work is, is just going to have so much technology embedded in it, no matter what role you have, whether you're in retail on the floor or in a back office operation, you know, we are living in the fourth industrial revolution, which is just, you know, um, very much about the digital um, economy and all workers are engaging uh, with technology every day. And we want to make sure that we're preparing Americans to do, do so. So thank you, Sarah, for being here today. I really appreciate the time and learning more about what Walmart is doing to invest in its workers. Yes, thank you. It's been a great morning and um, appreciate your work in driving this discussion forward. And just a quick thank you to our listeners for joining us on the Workforce Show today and listening to our discussion about the future of work. And in closing, I'll just say that the future of work is about embracing technology to help make our jobs safer, more meaningful, engaging, and accessible for all. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time.